Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Sherrard Show. I am your host, Sherrard, hoping you're having a wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Yesterday, we had a wonderful show um, as well, and we're so excited about today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have a very prolific gentleman. This gentleman is a race car driver. Um, he's also a screenwriter, as well as an actor and an entrepreneur, and he's here to tell a very interesting story this afternoon on the Sherrard Show about how he was robbed by from millions of dollars based upon his screen idea off of a film that is doing episode after episode as well as making billions of dollars uh, we're going to talk about that the fast and the furious his story behind it and the Shabard show is brought to you by pure essence television look at your monitor ladies and gentlemen where you can watch the greatest episodes of your life such as this one mm -hmm. with Mr. Ray um, Allen. Mr. Ray, I, I'm always calling him Ray Allen Stevens. Yeah, it's Mr. Williams. Williams. Uh, Ray, Ray Anthony Williams. There you go. That's a president's name, as well as uh, Smokey Robinson, Stevie. Yes, yes, yes. All these great episodes on Pure Essence Television. And then also you can watch this or listen to this episode on iHeartRadio as well. Well, one of the most popular franchises and successful franchises yeah. out there is The Fast and the Furious. And when it first began, it was with Mr. Paul Walker. But yeah. his, upon his tragic death back in 2013, it carried on with The Rock as well as Vin Diesel, Tyrese, and many more. But I have a gentleman on the show who tells us that this started with, it was his idea that was robbed from him. And he wants to get it back on our special episode entitled, They Took My Story, Now I'm Taking It Back. There we want to welcome uh, Mr. Ray Williams to the show. How are you this afternoon, sir? Fine. How about yourself, sir? I'm good. Um, again, apologies on the name, but it's such an honor to have you on here. Now, yes. Ray, you're telling um, me today that the... Fast and Furious franchise started off with not only you, but it's your life story. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes. Um, you know, as a kid, um, you know, my family, my parents, uh, they dated back in the 60s. You know, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, back in the day, it was like a good old Western. I mean, they come banging on the house. Hey, where you at? Bring your butt outside. I got something for you. I mean, you would think it's a gunfight, but someone literally had driven two, three to five hundred miles brought their car, find out where we live, and they knock on the door, banging on the door, windows looking all in your windows and all that, and come outside, I got something for you. And so while one of my parents is arguing with the opposition, the other then went out the back door and went around, and we had a 68 Chevy Chevelle Malibu, and the other parent was started up, and I mean, it was like a, like a show. And my dad or mother, they would be grunting the pipes and all that stuff, and bring the car out front, and literally my brothers and I, we would sit on our front steps and you would count nine telephone poles and that was a quarter mile. My parents literally would race the competition right outside, you know, looking across the street and they'd race and they never lost a race. So by my parents street racing, you know, uh, back in their sixties, it just carried on to my brothers and I, as we got older and I'm like, Hey, wait a minute, I got something here. You know, my dad taught us the auto mechanic trade. We were like eight, 19 years old. And so, one day it hit me. I'm like, man, wait a minute. I'm this genre of action film has never been done before. You know, yeah, true. You may see some cars race or this, that, and the other, but as far as that genre of action film, where I mean, and now Universal Fast and Furious, they got me looking bad because I'm more of a realist. I mean, all that little stuff they're doing, no, that's child's play compared to the original the original version. Um, my version, a strong rated R. I mean, you have women 
that are talk about a man and make him feel so small. I mean, with the language and I mean, you really think a fight or something is about to happen because that's the competition. That's the way they call you out and that's the way they talk to you, you know, but yeah, absolutely. It was my family history. I simply wrote a story about it, family, friends, and, and um, both parents are deceased now. So this is their legacy. So Universal took a, you know, dead man, woman and legacy away from their children. You know what I mean? And so, and it just goes and goes and goes. And I mean, 10, 15 minutes walking into their office, finally meeting with the, um, uh, the executives and, and the, uh, the, the um, you know, counsel, their attorneys, 15, 20 minutes walking to the office, they were already trying to give me 500,000 because I had all approved documentation. I had a comparison list. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the beginning of the film to the end of the film, verbatim. I mean, be it if, you know, we're having you interviewing me right now, and if there was something in your background that something that took place, that's exactly what's in the film. There was no way they could dispute it. Mm-hmm. And instead of just saying, hey, Ray, you know, uh, we like your work, you know, hey, they just took it and ran with it. Now, now Ray, when, when did they, first of all, you approached uh, Universal and pitched the idea for a Fast and Furious movie, or they saw what you did um, you're street racing in Arkansas and they took your idea and turned it into a movie. Yeah, what it is, I, um, well, I'm copyrighted. So I'm thinking, well, I know there's no way no one would attempt to try and use my work, you know, steal my material. So I purposely took a job as a messenger courier. And uh, whenever I go deliver my documents, whatever I need to do, oftentimes I'm in the studios. So I'd always keep a script with me. So whenever I go, you know, deliver my documents, after completing uh, that, then I'd ask, hey, you know, I got a delivery, you know, a script delivery. Where do I go? They tell me. And sure enough, I go drop the script off. I'm like, hey, if they like it, they'll, you know, they'll contact me. Um, so there was one gentleman I met on Universal's lot, and um, he was a messenger. Well, he was, I believe he had the credits of first assistant or second assistant, you know, AD on, on the Fast and Furious. And sure enough, I gave it to him. And sometime later, I'm in my car driving. And I hear Vin Diesel reciting my dialogue on the radio. And I'm like, wait a minute, what was that? It took me a couple hours before I heard the whole promo. And when I heard it, I, I knew then, I'm like, man, they got me. Somebody got my work, you know? And, um, but yeah, I, I got it to many people being a professional actor. My manager submitted a script even over to Universal. In fact, currently as we speak, she's looking for that because they sent it back to her. So she thought I have it. I think if she has it, but there was a letter where they sent back stating we didn't look at it, we didn't use your material, but we can't take, you know, unsolicited material. And uh, but that's all my proof right there. So now, Ray, when did the, uh, what year was it that you approached Universal and pitched your idea to them? I would say that was sometime like the late 90s. Um, and mind you, you now, I've given my script to many people who had access to Universal but specifically Universal, it was uh, approximately uh, sometime in the, the, the late 90s. Um, th- there's a gentleman, Gary Scott Thompson, uh, who received the credit as the screenwriter. He states that, uh, listen to this, I kid you not. He claims that it was a, an idea. Um, he saw an article written about street racing in uh, Super Street magazine. And that's what inspired him to write, you know, uh, to write The Fast and Furious. Well, turned out at my deposition, having this conversation with Universal, they made mention of that. I said, wait a minute, Super Street Magazine, and the title's, in, in the title's uh, called Racer X. I said, I'm very familiar with that. I said, as a matter of fact, 
I said, uh, my brother had a big race. He has a little Datsun 510, but with nitrous, you know, big giant, you know, nitrous unit. And um, he took out a, a real nice Nova, like a nine, eight, nine second Nova. You know I mean? He beat this little Datsun, beat this car. And turned out it was packed at the street races that night. So it turned out Super Street Magazine was there. You know, a lot of people from Chevy, you know, it was a big event. And um, so it turned out when he mentioned Super Street Magazine, I said, wait a minute, Super Street Magazine? Yeah, there was a Racer X article that came out. I said, I know exactly what you're speaking of. I said, but that part that you're speaking of where Gary Scott Thompson claimed he got the idea, I said, you read on further into that article, there's the LA Street Racers. I said, there was a gentleman that made a comment and said, there's this guy named Beanie Boy who had one of the fastest 510s out there. And um, he has an article in Super Street Magazine. I said, Beanie Boy, the gentleman that these street racers are speaking of, that's my little brother. So that just caught him off guard. Said, Wait, what? I said, yes. So again, my family, this is what we do. This is my proof documentation. This is my life story, my family history. So what Gary Scott Thompson is doing, no, I mean, literally, you have people that are speaking about my family, my brother, who's a street racer. I mean, we're well known in the South L.A. street racing circuit. Now, um, on the Fast and Furious, the um, original or beginning episodes had it, uh, or the beginning films had them racing uh, Datsuns, like you mentioned, uh, Mazda, yeah. Miatas, Mitsubishis, things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, is that what you were racing back in the uh, late 90s in Arkansas? Uh, no, it was more more of the Chevys. You know, my parents, that's what they were race, racing in the Chevys. I mean, we had like the uh, the Chevy Chevelle. We had the uh, uh, um, Chevy uh, 57, um, uh, 56, 57 Chevy. You know what I mean? My parents, they've always been into the, the big cars. But the latest vehicle that we had, it was the 68 Chevelle. And um, that car, a good friend of my dad's, he couldn't handle it. He wrecked it, flipped it in a ditch four times. And he cried like a baby. He said, I don't want to be here in Little Rock no more. And so my mother said, well, let's go to Arkansas. I mean, let's go to Cali. And we moved to California back in the late 60s, 68, 69, something like that. And my so, mother pursued an acting career. That's how we got into that. So now you're, you and your brother wrote the script, or you the, um, you're the only one that wrote the script, right? No, I'm the, I'm the sole writer creator of the script. And in your script, um, it, it breaks, basically has a character like Paul Walker, as well as Vin Diesel, as well as The Rock. Does it go as extensive as breaking down individual characters? That's correct. All, all three characters, as well as other characters, it was a combination of them all. They tried to mix it up, but my character and my brother's character, I mean, they're lead, you know, lead characters. And, and uh, it's a little bit of everything in there. I mean, I kid you not, if you were to see the, my comparisons, I mean, it, it'll blow your mind. I mean, again, we're speaking verbatim. No, adjust, no, no, you know, um, you know, no exaggeration or anything like that. Uh, like I say, the, the dialogue, the plot structure, um, the, from a directorial aspect as well. I mean, we're speaking verbatim. So not only am I seeking my writer's credit, you know, but also my director's credit. I mean, everything that I so designed, specifically designed for certain things to happen, they use that. The only difference, they had the access to get it done, whereas me, on the other hand, I was shopping it around. So, Ray, when you watch television or you heard it on the radio and you heard Vin Diesel uh, speak a quote verbatim from your script, what was your next step after that? Oh, wow. I remember I was on the 405 freeway in the, in the uh, 101. I was on the 101 heading, uh, heading eastbound, and um, that's when I heard it. There was a line where he said something to the effect, it's my world, something I see a quarter mile, something 
whatever it was, but in 10 seconds or less. That's my infamous line, you know, my catchphrase, 10 seconds or less. And what he tried to make it sound as if in 10 seconds or less, he freed his mind, which makes no sense. But, you know, my definition, there, there's a part where my brother, he's about to race his car. So right before he takes off, he's about to do what we call make a pass, where you test your car before you actually run it. And so my brother has a little self-talk. And so he, he makes this comment, you know, uh, speaking to the car, he passed the dashboard and he says, come on, baby, just give me like 10 seconds or less. In other words, he knows if he can get through the quarter mile in 10 seconds or less than that in a street car, because at a track, your car don't hook up on the street like you would at a track. You know, you have more traction. I mean, you're talking 15, 1600 horsepower and more, depending on how your car is set up. So, but there's self-talk and he says in 10 seconds or less, um, you know, come on, baby, just give me 10 seconds or less. And they took that and ran and, and just ran with it. And, and I mean, it, it hurts though. I mean, to hear that and to know like, wow, man, I, I knew I was taking a chance, but I'm copyrighted. How bold can they be? But they didn't care. So, so you know, they, the next move after that, when you heard that, you knew, went back to your script, make sure that was something that um, they stole from your script. You contacted your lawyers. What was your next move? Yes, at some point, I finally, uh, I finally got in contact with uh, uh, with counsel, and and now looking back, but uh, oh man, it's this is a rodeo ride, I tell you. Uh, long story short, you know, uh, we proceeded. You know, we he set it up, he filed, you know, he filed on my behalf, and uh, that's when we went to Universal. Uh, 10, 15 minutes walking, you know, into the office. Um, I mean, and it's so wow, they they treat you dirty like you're trying to steal something, like you're trying to hustle. I remember very clearly their attorney. She says, Ray, I'm going to ask you some questions. Don't respond to me, but yeah, no, uh-huh. And uh, as if I don't know how to conduct myself or speak, you know, I'm African-American. So, I mean, I, look, hey, I don't know who you guys are used to dealing with, but I mean, I can get out there. I can shoot the job, all that. But when it comes to me handling my business, you know, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm a real man at heart. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm all about being professional and doing what I got to do. And uh, so I let her do a little spill, but then I just told her, I said, well, look, you know, I have all proof documentation right here. As a matter of fact, bam. And I just slammed my comparison list on the, uh, you know, on the tabletop, on the conference table. I said, right here is my list of comparisons. I said, from the beginning of the film to the end of the film, I said, better yet. I said, just pick any comparison at random. I said, you pick any one, you got the DVD right here, put it in any scene, anything you, you see or you want to question me about. I said, just do that. And sure enough, they did that. They'd asked me about certain scenes off the top of my head. I was able to tell them, yeah, that's the scene where Van did this or Paul Walker, his line is whatever. I said, well, in my film, um, there's comparison and it's so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, and I would point it out to him. I said, as a matter of fact, let's go to my script. So whatever event that's taking place, I had a page and line number. So I would look at that page and line number and I would turn to that page in my script and I would count the lines down. It's like I created a graph. And sure enough, that same thing they just saw in the film, we turned to that page and line number in my script, and there it was, highlighted. Now, Ray, and what if um, someone wanted to play the devil's advocate, and they said, no, you just copied the movie. You just copied the movie into a script. What rebuttal would you have from that? No, nah, we have to go to the comparison list. We, like I told Universal, beat my copyright. I said, you could beat my copyright and prove to me that because I know I didn't copy off anyone. There's no way that two works are going to be that, I mean, specific verbatim. 
like I said again, the plot structure, the dialogue, you know, from the directorial aspect, there's no way. And sure enough, when I showed her that, I mean, oh man, that, that shut her down. And I'm, you know, respectfully, but I told her, I said, look, you really want to impress me? You're trying to go hard and all that? I said, put me on the stand. Watch what, what will happen. I'll embarrass your ass. I told her just like that. I'm not here trying to hustle to get a quick dollar. Look, I just want my just dues. So, well, we would only would have only given you 30000 as a first-time writer. I said, man, you're not giving me no doggone 30000 I said, not only that, but then how are you going to steal from me, you know, take it and steal from me, then going to try to tell me what you're going to give me for it? And she hmm. said, well, it was for sale. I said, no, it was never for sale. I said, this is my family history. My parents, you know, you know, this is their experience, life experience. My mother, my brothers and I, we're professional actors. It's hard to get work. And that's what really inspired me to write my work. I said, well, hey, one thing about it, I know I'm sitting on a genre of action film that's never been done before. Street racing will never go away. I said, I know I'm sitting on a gold mine. I said, I just have to make sure I get it to the right people. And sure enough, there it was. I mean, they they took it. And, and like you said earlier, millions. No, that now that thing is worth, I believe, anywhere from 13, 15 to 20 billion dollars. That, that's, that's correct. Every it's, now. It's, it's, yeah. it's currently worth 15 billion dollars. That's correct. Um, even with the passing of Paul Walker, um, it's gone into a whole different direction on that. So um, you, you not taking 30,000 was very um, important not to take that yeah. the, because it's your idea. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for you all just joining us, we are talking to filmmaker, actor as well um, as street racer. Um, That's Ray, it. Say it. Say yes, it. I yes, love sir. it. Um, Ray um, Anthony Stevens is on the Sherrod Show. I'm so excited. Williams. Ray boy. Anthony Williams. Um, uh, Ray Anthony Williams. Um, you know, you must have a twin because we had a guy on the show named Ray Anthony Stevens look just like you, but it's Ray Anthony. I, I've heard that. I've uh, heard he, that. He looks just like you. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> but he's not in Fast and Furious. But, you know, okay. but, for lady, but ladies and gentlemen, um, we will be taking your questions momentarily as we're talking to this prolific individual as well. Now, Ray, where did it go from there when you cornered Universal? They they admitted they they, they took it. Um, they tried to buy you out with thirty thousand. Where did the five hundred thousand come in? Yeah, you know, um, when I when I um, when I confronted them about my comparison list and made mention of that, and she knew, like, man, oh my goodness, because there was no way they could dispute it. I mean, when I say verbatim, we're, we're speaking verbatim. And there was no way out of that. So um, they called for a break, had me go outside with a bottle of water. I'm sipping on my water. Then my attorney approached me. He said, hey, Ray. I said, yeah. He said, uh, right now, they want to give you 500000 I said, okay, that's fine. I said, um, well, what about my royalties, my residuals and things like that? He said, no, 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 no. They give you 500000 You take this, walk away. They never hear from you again. I said, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. So he gave me the little pat on the, sh on the shoulder and all that. Okay, okay. We go back inside. And uh, once we got back inside, then that's when, again, the 30000 came up. Well, Ray, we were not give me 30000 So what about this? I said, man, no, because I, I knew my worth. I knew that I was sitting on the gold mine. I said, just even sit down and talk to me, we would have had to come to an agreement between one and 10 mil. That's just to say, Ray, we we want to move forward. We want to show good faith that we're serious about this. We want to produce your work. We want to do your thing. I said, not only that, but acting. You know, I'm also an actor. I said, I was a star in my own work. I said, Vin Diesel is not my dad. Paul Walker is not my dad. I said, there are certain things here you can never give back to me to experience that and, and 
that first time out, you know, portraying my parents and things like that, man, you can never give that back to me. And so then all of a sudden it came up to five mil, you know, and then that's when I said, so she said, um, well, five million, uh, what about that? Or what do you have to say? Think about that. It was something to that effect. I said, listen, like I just said, we would have to come to an agreement between one and five, one and 10 mil just to get, you know, just to get it started. I said, but um, you understand that my work, it was never for sale. And she said, well, let me ask you this. What do you think is your total loss? And I leaned over the table, almost got face to face with her. I said, what was your total gain? Whatever you gained is what I lost. And her eyes got big, like, whoa, you know what I mean? And that was all God right there. You know what I mean? I, I never said that to anyone before. But she asked me, what do you think is your total loss? Well, what was your total gain? Whatever you gained, that's what I lost. So now, I won't know that until now, I see your I'm work. I'm sorry to cut you off, Ray. Um, uh-huh. Now, what year was this? Um, and what? And if you can recollect, what um, episode or what, um, what, what number of Fast and Furious was playing at the theaters at the time? It was, uh, I believe, uh, one and two. It was uh, it was something like one and two when I finally uh, when I finally got ca- um, uh, got counsel I, I, because we filed we filed uh, we filed suit uh, for for one and two and I remember there was a thing with Paul Walk I mean uh, excuse me Vin Diesel because notice uh, too fast too furious Vin didn't come back so everyone was thinking maybe he want more money so on and so forth no I'm gonna tell you exactly what it is Vin was trying to come off like he was the face of the franchise like this is all his deal. But by that time, word started getting around because what happened, Universal, a lot of people were reaching out into the industry. A lot of, you know, hot street racers, a lot of my friends, I mean, we, we have skills and crafts, be it welders, be it paint, you know, being able to paint cars and things like that, uh, uh, fabrications, things like that. And I can't even tell you, Rashad, how many times I would get a call back, you know, Ray, Universal reaching out to me, they wanted me to do this and do that, but they would deny Universal because they knew that it was my work. And they're like, man, wait a minute, the street racing film, only one we know about doing a street racing film is our buddy, Ray Anthony Williams. What, what, what's going on? And so, uh, but that's why Ben didn't come back because he wanted to come out and act like he was, you know, the, being the face of the franchise. But by that time, my name started getting out there. There was a little buzz. Hey, there's this guy, Ray Anthony Williams. And so clearly he just wanted to sit back and see how everything would pan out. Uh, regarding my counsel, long story short, he sold me out at the end. Your counsel? Yeah, my counsel at the t- at, at the time, long story short, he sold me out at the end. I get now a call out of this. Um, I just got a call out of, because I remember questioning him, and I said uh, because the gentleman whom I gave a script to, um, Brett, Brett D. Carroll, Diaz and David, Brett D. Carroll, uh, the editor. Sure enough, they got in contact with him and uh, they did his deposition. I walked in in the middle of his deposition. He looked like he saw a ghost. I'm just sitting there watching him and he was real up close and personal next to the attorney, just trembling and shaking. And I'm just watching him. I'm I'm not mad dogging or anything like that. I'm just listening to my attorney, ask him questions, where to get the script, trying to confirm some things. For a moment or so, he tried to act like he didn't know. But then I started writing questions out on the legal pad. I'd hand them to my attorney. And he would ask those questions. And then soon enough, it came up where, hey, ask him, where does he live? Do you remember the conversation we had about this, that? There were things that only he and I knew. And sure enough, finally, he went on and admitted, well, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, I do remember receiving Ray's script. Oh, but I thought I gave it back. Oh, I think I left it in the desk, uh, in my desk on the set. So long story short, he ended up admitting that uh, he couldn't remember what he did with it, but yet he had received it. 
then not only that, but then um, let's see, there was an, there was another part also. But yeah, that, that was pretty much it, though. But yeah, he you know he admitted to the fact that he did it. But I remember asking counsel, okay, what about the writers? And then he told me already. Um, I don't know if we can find them. What do you mean you can't find them? They found the editor. Universal know where they are. And so when he told me that, that's when I knew then. I said, no, something's not right. I'm like, there's no way because if you get the writer and then you ask him, why is it that your work is verbatim to Ray's work? Because I had my copyright. I even had Universal's copyright. And they were upset about that. They'd ask me, how'd you get that? What, what do you know about that? How did you get that? I said, well, it doesn't matter. Be my copyright date. My date was dates back to, a, I think, 96. Your date is 2001, 2000 or 2001. I said, years, this was seven years ago. And not only that, but my work literally was created like back in the late 80s, early 90s. But I just kept, you know, rearranging it, you know, going back and forth. But long story short, um, my attorney, when, it, when that happened, I said, man, he's not playing right. Something's not right. And sure enough, I got a call out of the blue. Uh, Ray come get your documents. I got a phone call, woke me up from a nap. Ray, come get your documents first thing in the morning. They'll be up the front with my, uh, with my secretary. That's it. That's all. I got to look out for my best interest. That's it. That's all. He hung up the phone on me. So now, my, um, so now Ray, what are you saying that he maybe take some money from somebody else to back off on it? That, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. I believe, I honestly feel deep down within my heart and soul that that 500,000, you know, since I didn't want to be a good old boy and get along with the get along gang, hey, I tell you what, then we'll pay you to walk away from Ray. We'll pay you not to help him. Just like that. You know what I mean? Here I am going up against a big conglomerate, you know, uh, you know, the industry like that, conglomerate company like that. Come on, they, they do it all day long. I thought I was something special. No, nah, I mean, they, they do it all the time. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those who are just tuning in, I see your questions. Um, we are talking to Ray Anthony Williams, um, the founder, the orchestrator of Fast and Furious. He even has his script to back it up. He's telling his That's story. Correct. His story this evening is they took my story and I'm coming to take it back on the Sherrard Show. When we come back from this uh, quick commercial break, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to find out what has he gained since writing the script and going against Universal. I'm Sherrard. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, have you all heard the news? There is this new television network on Roku that is showing the coolest and classiest shows around from hit talk shows, sitcoms, films, and even documentaries. One of my favorite personal shows on the network is The Sherrard Show. This show is hosted by way cool TV host Sherrard, and he features some of the biggest and brightest stars in the industries of fashion, entertainment, and of course, music. Here is a list of just some of the few people that have appeared on his show. Les Brown, Joe Montega, Melissa Manchester, Tommy Davidson, Tina Knowles, Michael Corleone, Tiffany, The Supremes, and of course, yours truly. And for this month only, you can air your own content on the channel for just $24.95 a month. So check out what everybody's been talking about. Download Pure Essence Television for Roku today. Also, it's available on Apple and Android devices. Pure Essence Television, fashionable, entertaining television. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sherrard Show. I'm your host, Sherrard, having a wonderful, very thought-provoking um, conversation with the man himself, screen, screenwriter. He's also a vehicle detailer. 
as well as a street racer, um, and then also a prolific writer and filmmaker, Mr. Ray Anthony Williams on The Sherrard Show. If you're missing this episode, you're missing a treat, but you can always see it on um, Pure Essence Television as well as iHeartRadio. Now, um, Ray, when you go up against big, um, big juggernauts or titans like Universal and Sony and Miramax and all those kind of film companies, oftentimes they wear you out just with all the court dates and the finances and things like that to the point where by the, you can be right, but you can be dead broke right. Is that what happened with you? Well, they tried to stretch me out, but just so happened, unfortunately, um, I mean, short of unfortunate, but yet fortunate, you know, as you very well know, everything that we're going with now, you know what I mean? There, there's so much going on worldwide, you know, with the, with the coronavirus and things like that. But then there's this big old thing um, I want to take back to um, respectfully, you know, the, the George uh, Floyd situation. Um, you have a lot of things now, be it whatever the situation, you have a lot of people that want to get things right now, you know, and and um, a good example, I forget the, the family name, you probably know about that, um, know about this, uh, but Manhattan Beach, I, I forget the family, I forget their family name, but the... Um, the grandkids and the great grandkids, you know, it was um, it was some land that was taken from them back back in the days, and and uh, you know, about a hundred years or so ago, well, not too long ago, uh, they just gave them back their land. Not only that, but with seventy three million dollars, because there's a, there, there's a shift right now that people, some people want to get it right, and they they've owned up. Hey, look, we made a mistake, et cetera, et cetera. No hard feelings, sure, not a problem, and they're going to try to get things right, you know, so. When it comes to uh, you know big conglomerate company like Universal, I, I don't hesitate. I don't blink an eye. I I mean they don't they don't phase me not one bit. You know, and the reason being because now the, the fact that there's that shift, it's about public opinion. All your listeners list, you know, all your listeners who are listening to this you know show right now to your show, you know, there's someone out there somewhere that's in a position not only that but just you know the fact that there's uh, the people's opinion. No one likes to be exposed. And all I'm doing is simply telling tell my truth. I mean, anyone can welcome me on any platform. I have no problem at all bringing all my proof documentation. I'll go through it with them. We pick out any comparison. I wouldn't mind having like, man, I wish your show was like on CBS or or how do you say, um, you know, like when they do the um, presidential d- debates and campaigns where there's State a big Yo, oh, come on, say the unions. Oh, Sherrod, if we could do that and the whole wide world could see you interviewing me on that stage, the whole wide world can see what they've done and I can prove it. So that's the thing. I can prove it. You'd be surprised how far this interview will go, Ray, just to trust you. Absolutely. You'd be very surprised on that. Now, Ray, um, after your uh, counselor, um, it appeared, sold you out and Universal and uh, our negotiations kind of broke down. Um, now we're in 2022, January. Where are you sitting at now? Um, have you get, received any compensation? What is the plan or where have we ended up? You know, I haven't received any comp, uh, compensation, but however, I'm, I'm getting the calls, things like that. I haven't even seen the last Fast and Furious, but there have been a, several films or, or within the last franchise, I should say, where they're actually using my name. I'm like, now what is that about? I mean, I thought the my immediate reaction was to get upset, you know, and kick, scream, and holler about it. But such a tremendous peace came upon me. And I'm like, man, what is that? You know, and I'm a Christian, you know, I try to keep it right, you know, and, and it's like God spoke to me so clearly. He said, Ray, hey, it's not that they're, they're disrespecting you. 
It's their way of trying to reach out to you, but they're not sure how to approach you because they never met such a strong individual, you know, who's the strongest you and you didn't give up, you didn't walk away. Not only that, but you have all proof documentation and there's no way they cannot dispute my claim. I don't care whoever it is, whatever platform, I have the proof documentation. And in fact, um, you know, I have some videos out there, YouTube, um, if your listeners were to Google or YouTube, Ray Williams, The Fast and the Furious, uh, I have some videos out where TMZ even did an interview on me. And uh, I showed some proof and documentation where I showed some of my comparisons. So again, I tried to set it up where the people could see for themselves. So it's one thing to keep everything back, you know, keep everything hidden. But nowadays with the way of social media yourself, that's what helps me to even, you know, propel it to get it out even further. You know, one thing, that's, very in- one thing that's very interesting, Ray, um, on your template is that back in 1976, um, Rocky was approached, um, Sylvester Stallone was approached, um, yeah. and I believe it was Miramax who wanted to um, give him $25,000 for his Rocky Balboa franchise. Wow. He turned it down um, because they didn't want him to play Rocky. They were going to hire somebody from Hollywood to play Rocky. And he turned it down, even though they were borderline homeless, um, struggling. But they turned Mm -hmm. down $25,000, which was a lot of money back there in 1976. Mm -hmm. But when you look at Rocky franchise now, it is worth $25 billion in Rocky. So now you see the reason why it was wise to hold out likewise you so what's your next game plan um ray what are you looking to do now is we're about to take the questions but what is your next plan that you're looking to do um to finally get your just due you know not only that but i i i currently want to you know i'm I'm feeling this thing deep down inside i want to um i want to find out what the writers anyone associated with universal i kind of want to see what they've been up to lately because i get a feeling deep down inside that they're still using my material. You know, I've seen, you know, there's some things I'm just going to have to go purchase some films, some DVDs, things like that, and kind of go back. Because I remember seeing some things and jumped out at me. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You know what I mean? But before I jump the gun, I just want to kind of go back, uh, go with some works and things like that. And these same people, I mean, I just want to expose them. You know what I mean? I, I just want to get it right. And, and not only that, but more than anything, I want to do my original work, still do my original film. Uh, in fact, Universal's counsel, Gail McDowell title, she'd even ask me, she said, Ray, the money we would give you, would you take it and do your original film? I said, absolutely. Because that got me looking bad. I said, I'm on a whole nother level. I said, this right here, all that with Ben and Paul, all that, man, that's a child's play compared to what we're doing. And we're on a whole, on a whole nother level. Though your listeners, they know anything about pro mods and things like that. Those are our cards. We're talking about five, six second cards in the quarter mile. Not of that little pretend, you and that little RH7. I'm in contact with a gentleman right now, Andy McCoy. Andy McCoy race cards of uh, Washington, Missouri. He's uh, in the middle of, of putting me together a, um, a 69 Chevy Chevelle pro mod. You're talking about a three, four hundred some thousand dollar car. Full blown. I mean, you know, again, a pro mod, pro modified six nine, you know, Chevy Chevelle. I mean, easy five something in, in the quarter mile. You know what I mean? Two, three seconds in an eighth of a mile. You know, well, well, I mean, well Ray, you need to uh, put me something together like that. I'm going to come out where you are. Um, you're in Long Beach to be able to uh, 
put me something together. You know, one thing, one other, another video game back in 2000 um, that was inspired by Fast and Furious was a game called Midnight Club Racing, which was made wow. on PlayStation 2. And that was inspired by the Fast and Furious as well. And then there also was an actual Fast and Furious game for the PlayStation Absolutely. as well as the Xbox. So there's a lot, that's what equates to the billions of dollars as well. Absolutely. Is the video oh. games and the paraphernalia, the films and things like that. Um, it's now time for our questions. Our audience is bubbling over with questions for you, Ray. Um, <laughs> this first question is from Sean. This first question is from Sean. He is from Utah. He's from Salt Lake City, Utah. He's saying, I've always been a humongous fan of the Fast and Furious, but now to meet the man behind it, um, how does it feel when you see the 12 films out and not, you're not getting paid or not getting your credit for it? Great question. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, hey, yeah, it hurts. It hurts um, for someone to take something from you. You know what I mean? And, and I, I'll share this. Um, imagine whomever, whomever you are, you know, let's say your parents, your aunt, cousin, with your kid, whoever. Let's say there's a special something that a family member does and you remember that thing. And years later, you go ahead and you do the same thing, the same ingredients, or you you the you may fabricate something a certain way your dad or cousin or auntie did, whatever, whatever it is. All of a sudden, you put your name on that thing, you do something about it, and it becomes a multi-billion dollar deal. Imagine how that works. You, you, you know what I mean? And, and so imagine someone like Universal, whomever it may be, to come along and take that from you. There's no way to describe the feelings from that. I mean, it hurts. You know what I mean? And, and But however, you have to be strong. You have to hold on. It's just a matter of time because some kind of way, some shape, form, form or fashion, there's a way that you'll get by that. And it's just your dudes on the other end of that, you know, the other end of, end of that stick. You just got to hold on. Very good. That's Very what good. I'm doing. We appreciate your answer. And Sean, we appreciate your question as well. Uh, this next question is from Mary. She is, This is from Mary Anderson. She is from Waukegan, Illinois. She's saying she's a huge fan of Fast and Furious as well. She thought Sherrard had Charles Dutton on the show. No, he looks like Charles <laughs> Dutton. <laughs> No, I get it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I get it all, all the time. Like, it doesn't look like rock. The but her, rock, question, yeah. her question is um, Are you going to continue to fight this so you can get your $12 billion or 15 as you were said? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I stated earlier, my intention is to do my original film. I have other uh, celebrity, I mean, good friends. I mean, because I'm you know heavily connected in the entertainment industry and I have a lot of friends that are coming up. And uh, they're saying, hey, Ray, look, man, we really want to do your work, man. We really want to be a part of your film. And they were like, man, can you imagine what Universal is going to feel, you know, when you do your original work? In fact, because they're not going to want that because clearly it's going to show. I mean, it's back in their face. You know what I mean? And I'm not like that, you know, where I want to like, yeah, look at me now. Look at me now. No, I'm not the type of guy. But however, things have a way of, you know, turning around. You know what I mean? And, and uh, but my thing is to do my original film. You know, and and let the success of it speak for itself. I mean, like I said, I mean, respectfully, but I'm a strong rated R and my acting chops, you know, my associates, um, just to give an idea of the cast, a good friend of mine, Christoph St. John, um, who was on uh, One Life to Live, you know, may rest in peace. Chris, I think he's been gone now, what, about a couple of years, I think, something like that. But I remember we talked, um, 
Christoph St. John, Todd Bridges. A lot of us came out of Todd Bridges' mother's, uh, Betty Bridges' workshop. You know, a lot of people know Todd from different strokes. Well, we were like from the knee high on up. You know, our parents were best friends, things like that. And um, by way of their family, that's how that was our contact to get in the, uh, the entertainment industry. Well, Christoph told me, he said, Ray, just think, man, the Fast and Fierce is doing what it's doing. He said, but imagine when we do your original work. He said, man, I'm going to try to contact Shamar Moore, get in contact with Shamar. Um, we get in contact with some other, some more of our friends. It's in our cast. Uh, you remember Stoney Jackson back in the day, you know, with uh, uh, Mike. Yeah, Stoney. I mean, we're all, I mean, we're buds. You know what I mean? And so we were like, they just don't know what they're playing with. For us, the way we see it, to go out and do my original film, it's like going out there in the backyard playing ball. You know what I mean? And we're just going to have a good time at it. But the success of it all, it, it definitely will supersede, you know, what, what they could ever thought and imagine with the Fast and Furious. So, that's where I'm at with it right now, you know. Very good. We, we appreciate it. Uh, we have time for one more question. I know we have tons of questions, but um, um, Ray is a very busy man. And if you have any other questions, we'll get his uh, social media handles to be able to reach out to him as well. You have a lot of questions today, uh, Ray. Wow. Appreciate um, them all. Th this is from Benjamin. This is from Benjamin. He's from Newport News, Virginia. He says he absolutely loved what you're doing and setting up for yourself. There are many of films that we watch every day. Um, um, in the Thank theaters you. that have been stolen by other Absolutely. writers, too small to be able to defend themselves. He said, "Keep up what you're doing, brother." And how can he be um, send his? How can he send his headshot or resume for one of your upcoming films? Um, I have, I have, uh, I have an email there. You know, uh, by way of my, uh, um, you know, by way of my YouTube. You know, I have everything I have out there. I have, I have an email there. And just shoot it to an email, you know, and that's and that's a good thing, Benjamin, because here's the thing. I'm all about I'm a real people person. I'm not Hollywood. See, that's the whole thing about me. I don't want it. I didn't want Hollywood that bad where I have to rob someone else or, or want it that bad to have my name in the lights. I care less about all that. But just the fact that, hey, you got you like my work, then, hey, do something about it. Pay me for it. You know what I mean? If I'm you brought you mentioned Rocky, uh, Richard, uh earlier. There was a part in, in uh, one of the last Rocky films in some where Sylvester Stallone said, hey, get, uh, know your worth and get, get your worth. Get what you're worth. And that's where I'm at with that. Very I good. know my worth. That's why I didn't sell out like I did. You know, I refuse to sell out. Well, we really appreciate all your questions. Um, you can um, definitely direct them to Ray. We couldn't take all of your questions. But however, when our Beverly Hills Studios is done and finished, we will have Mr. Ray um, Anthony Williams in our studio so he can be able to sit down in his three-piece suit and tell his story. Now, Ray, uh, now, Ray, where can our fans be able to reach out to you um, for further questions as well as contact? Uh, by way, email, let you shoot me an email. And what's your email so it can appear on the monitor? It's raw, R-A-W, multimedia at Yahoo. Very good. Now, Ray, we want to thank you for being on the Sherrard Show and telling uh, just a bit about your story. We hope it reached the, the right ears and you get that massive support so you can get your just due because we can all tell that you did your work and you're Absolutely. worthy of the duty that you um, that the duty that you did in order to Absolutely. be able to be the man you are. It's not, and I can get the sense that it's not about the money; it's the principle behind it. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. And he's a God-fearing man as well. Any final absolutely. thoughts, Ray? No, I just want to thank all your listeners. You know, and man, I, hey, I love them. Just a whole lot of love here. 
for me to you guys and, and Rashad, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And, and I'm just trying to get the word out. And if they also can just keep spreading the word and, and just keep spreading the love. All good. All we good. appreciate that. We definitely will do that. This episode will be airing this weekend on television, on your Roku, on Pure Essence, as well as on iHeartRadio. Let's spread the word. And then on tomorrow's episode of the show, we have Paul and Pam Alex who are professional tent makers, uh, they're going to be talking about how they started with a dream and now they have a multi-million dollar company. And then next week, we're going to have Mr. Raf Macchio from Karate Kid will be on the show. Wow, my buddy. Talking about his success on Cobra Kai. I love that show. In the meantime, for Ray Anthony Williams and the Sherrard Show, we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye now.